0: along with this we have a lot of dolphins content this week three live shows today it feels like three live shows every single day leading up to their game against buffalo on sunday and also you can catch all the videos we had locker room videos with jimmy butler bam out bio tyler hero all up there last night within an hour of the game so if you're not subscribed you are missing out on that content don't wait for the local news they're not going to show it also check out our great sponsors Prize Picks. Use the code five F I V E. Get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. Play two, three, four, five, six players together. You can play all the different sports as well. Play the Dolphins with the Heat if you want. A lot of people did that over the weekend. So go to Prize Picks. Go to Google Play Store, Apple App Store, or PrizePicks.com. Download it from any of those places. You do not have a rollover there. They're literally just giving you the free money, but you got to use that code F I V E PrizePicks.com. And now tonight's episode.
1: Yay Uh five on the floor Ride for my dogs Well here's the thing you can check the score Hustle hard couple scars ram rubber frogs Just like Buck to say you in trouble you y'all young the floor playing Got a all band. Y'all seen the block Stop the one hand And pack with trust It's power have the guts We here to bring the heat Y'all can hang it up
2: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
0: All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. We got the floor, full crew here tonight. Greg Silvander, you can follow him at Greg Silvander. We got Alex Toledo, Tropical Blanket, Brady Hawk at Brady Hawk 305. Also check out the podcast I did with Brady, the national podcast we do for fancited. Called the Step Back Podcast. You can find that on all the same places. And we went through the divisions in the NBA. And I know nobody cares about divisions typically, but it's really fascinating. As of today, five of the six divisions, the difference between the first and the second uh, place teams in those divisions is, is one and a half games or less. Uh, <laughs> only one division, the Northwest, with Denver leading by seven games, is a blowout right now. And that actually plays into a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about, the Heat. In the second half of the season leading up to the trade deadline, because essentially everybody's in all these things like there's been no clarity. The Pacific Division, five teams separated by a game and a half, all five teams within a game and a half. That does change uh, what teams may do before the deadline. But today we're going to talk specifically about the heat. We're going to talk about the first half of the season before we start to look forward. Twenty one and twenty. Down from last year by five games. Last year at the halfway point, 26 and 15. That was a 52-win pace. They're now on a 42-win pace. So we, we haven't, look, we're not going to step around it. The first half has been disappointing, okay? Seems like it's gone really quickly, <laughs> but not a whole lot has gone right. And it hasn't gone right, even though a lot of people individually have performed pretty well. We're going to go through all of those individual players today, the significant ones. We're also going to grade the front office and the coaching staff, because I think that plays into it as well. And we're going to do it quickly. Everybody today is on a 30-second clock, okay? I was going to make it 24, but there's no possible way that that was going to work. So a 30-second clock today, I'm going to give you a name, and you're going to give me what comes to mind. And at the very end of it, you're going to grade, okay? You can give minuses and pluses if you want, but we're using the A, B, C, D. F scale here. Okay. So let's go. Number one, Bam bio Greg Graydon. This will probably be the only time
3: throughout this entire episode that you hear me give a player or anyone an A, but Bam bio deserves an A to me. Uh, the things he's done to um you know, get more aggressive offensively, and with that increased volume and with that increased attention, continue to find ways to get better and hold his um, side on the defensive end. A for Bam from from me, but
4: he's probably the only one. Alex, I'm also going A here. Um, almost put him at A plus. I just think he's kind of done everything that you wanted him to. Um, has found that shot for him has figured out how to be consistently up there in field goal attempts every night. And is still one of the best defenders in the league. He has gotten better every year. And I think he's done exactly kind of hit all the benchmarks we wanted to. So a for bam
2: Brady. Yeah. I think this is going to be one of the few ones that we just all say the same answer, because uh, I also think it's an a like a plus is absolutely perfect. And I don't think we can go that far up, but a is has to be where he lands in terms of, I think a lot of this is, We're grading based on expectations as well, not only performance. And uh, he had a lot of expectations, and he kind of passed those as well because he got to the threshold of shot attempts. He's still withholding the defensive stuff. Uh, And he's kind of just, as Jimmy said the other day, just carrying this team right now. So uh, I think it's definitely an A for him. Yeah, I don't think there's any question there's an
0: A. I was thinking A-minus just to leave a little room for growth here because I still think something could be coming down the road. But here, I've said this before the way that I measure Bam at this stage is how many games after when he's had a presser, has he had to say, I will be more aggressive. Hasn't happened. So that was the metric for me. And Brady mentioned the, uh, the 15 shot attempts. He's over it. He's over 16. So that's what he's done. He's he's maintained his efficiency. He's anchoring the defense. It's not his best defensive season by the metrics, uh, but they have not been effective with him off the floor and he is absolutely critical to them he's also been uh, somebody who's been reliable that they can count on him playing most nights we'll see how that plays out here over the next couple days although it does appear and we're going to get to our injury report later it does appear that it's not going to be an extended absence but I'm going a as well all right let's going to pivot around here let's keep track of uh, where we are in the order so I don't have to keep having to say everybody's names I'm just going to go backwards okay this time we're going to snake around Brady Jimmy.
2: <laughs> okay. I thought, I thought I was also supposed to. Oh, no, no, I, no.
0: You get, you get a C minus, but that's okay. No, break. You, you, you go, go for Jimmy. That's all.
2: Sorry. <laughs> I would say, I think I would honestly lean B plus for him. And that sounds wild, but I think it's because of the availability kind of plays into this. And it's like, he has the moments where he can play at an A plus because we've seen it in big games where he wants to turn it on. He can just absolutely turn it on to that mode. But he doesn't always just channel that mode all the time. And that's what we know. You're basically going to get a B plus, A minus regular season Jimmy all the time. That's what you can expect. And you kind of know the playoff version you're going to get. But I think up to this point, just based on availability, I would say around B plus.
0: Alex, remember your orders, guys. Okay, so we're, you don't you don't want to prompt this up we're just going right into it no you just we're just going yeah you know we don't don't prep on this
4: show but you're going to be second every time that's how this is going to play out go ahead gotcha all right uh i think b plus is fine i think that's i agree with brady like not to keep going with the same grades it's just true like he hasn't had a spectacular season it hasn't been a bad one and and really just the fact that you really can't count on him to be there every night so far is what takes him out of being a i think because i think the actual performance on court is right on par with what we Jimmy Butler every season. He's still really good at the things he's really good at. And I would say is a more willing shooter now. So maybe that's one benchmark that is good to see for him. Right. Not that that's something huge, but other than that, I think B plus is fair. B is cool too, but I think B plus is more fair considering how good he's been on the floor.
3: Well, for a little bit of, uh, Variety. I'll just say a straight B and that's because he's on pace to play 54 games. And I think as heat fans with expectations, we expect at least 60. So um, he's a little shy of, of the number of games that we need from him. So hopefully he'll be able to close the gap in the second half of the season. He's playing great on the court, efficient as hell. So no complaints that way. But again, availability is a thing that we need to monitor. And uh, 54 is just a little short for me in terms of projected games played for Jimmy. So B.
0: He's missing one out of every three games. And I can't go as high as B plus in that situation. Um, So I'm with Greg. I'm going to say B. I, I said he would never play 70 games again. But 60 is not asking too much. It's just not. Like, I mean, and and I, I understand that there's, you know, there's a strategy here with the team and him to get him to the finish line. But the problem is th- this team is wavering without him. And we also don't know what they're going to look like with everybody together until he starts playing consistently. So, the on the court stuff is fine. All his metrics are the same as they've been. The shooting numbers are actually up a little bit. Uh, the defense, he's still making plays down the stretch. I'm going to say B also. So basically, we come around a B, sort of B plus, uh, right there in the middle. Bam is a straight A so far. Tyler Hero.
3: I'm going to go B as well, and that's because I think that for as much as he has shown growth in a lot of ways, there are still moments where certain archetypes throughout the league seem to give him trouble. And so um, until that kind of stuff gets resolved and you see him uh, handle the counters and handle the counters again and handle the counters again, and also quite frankly, fit in with the Heat's top players and make that work. I think part of it is incumbent on Tyler to figure that out as well as the veteran guys. So for me,
4: it's a B. I was definitely not expecting um, to give a higher answer than Leif when it comes to Tyler, but I feel better about Tyler's season and I think giving him an A- minus is fair. I think uh, you look at the stuff that you're talking about there and I had a lot of those concerns coming in, but he has been an awesome fit with their best players. And that's why I feel good about this. He's also reverted to, I think, um, taking more threes and less of, I I think those mid range twos, which he's still taking, but just at a a lesser extent, like, you know, he's doing stuff that we kind of wanted him to do. I think he has shown to be a willing passer. I think in the beginning of the season, he showed a lot of flashes getting to the rim and can show more consistency there. I would like to see some of that again. Other than that, like he's done just about everything that I would have wanted him to. And like, you look at a lot of these, um, advanced stats, the, the impact stats, he's doing a good job, man. And not that he's some great defender or anything, but there's only so much you can expect from him. So, um, I'm gonna give Tyler an A minus just for being so good at the things he's good at and getting a little bit better.
2: Yeah, I, honestly, I agree. I was gonna go. I was in that B plus to A minus range, and I gave Jimmy a B plus and I gave Bam an A. So I think I'm gonna go right in the middle with an A minus, to be honest. Because uh, I agree with Greg's point. The reason he gave it is because we're still seeing certain things, like we see the Nets game where they throw length at him, and there's still like there's still things where he gets jammed up a little bit. Uh, But I still look at uh, in terms of the stuff he's made the jumps with the passing has been big enough for me where I say they can go into and we're going to get into this guy, but they can run him at the point for long stretches and don't need to rely on a true point guard. Uh, There's still the catch and shoot numbers that have jumped up. Uh, There's so many things that I think I've seen that have improved. It just comes down to uh, I'll just mention the availability as well, because he's only played five more games than Jimmy. So maybe that would kind of lower me to a B plus, but I think I'm staying at a minus.
0: I'm going to go with a B plus. I was closer to an A minus than a B. Um, and it's because of what Alex is talking about. He's doing the things that he's expected to do for this team at a really high level. And so I understand where the deficiencies can be. I was the one who got pegged as the anti Tyler guy this year somehow, because I pointed out that he tends to score more points in their losses. There are mitigating factors there. There's, there's things that are uh, not mitigating, contributing factors there, uh, they get involved that make those no, those numbers a little bit noisy, uh, you know, defensively. Look, he's never going to be a great defender, but I have liked the effort this year. I think particularly off the ball, he, he's made an effort. He gets back on defense. Some guys on this team do not get back on defense consistently. Um, and, and again, if you look at the way he's he's adjusted his game to the starting lineup, particularly lately, the the law, you know, taking fewer mid range shots, moving out to the three point line and maintaining really high efficiency from out there. You can see I'm closer to the A minus than the B plus. Here's the problem. I have a problem giving two guys anything in the A category on a team that's 21 and 20. I, I, I just do. So I'm going to say B plus for Tyler. And I think that gives him overall pretty much we all trend pretty close to the B plus range. All right. We are going to get to some other guys who may not be graded quite as high uh, as we go forward here. We do want to mention our great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Uh, This guy's always graded high. Okay, if you have a personal injury situation, slip and fall, car accident, medical malpractice, we know that that happens. You got to reach out to our guy, Eric Rubenstein. Find him at ericrubenstein.com. He's from right here in South Florida. He went to St. Thomas University, and he's a sponsor of our new segment here, which is going to be our injury report that we do here with our personal injury attorney and we're going to give you an injury report on every single podcast so we can give you an idea of where players are trending uh so you, you you know going into the next game of course things do change in the hours before a game but at least some kind of a general idea here but reach out to eric at 954-829-ERIC that's 954-829-ERIC eric let's go through the injury report here real quick before we get to the rest of our podcast uh the big news today bam out of bio uh, who came out of the game, did not play the last uh, few minutes against Brooklyn, and that didn't matter. It was not the same injury as last year. He told us after the game it didn't even happen on the dunk attempt, it happened between plays, uh, but he did have the wrist checked out. And according to all the reports today, he's day to day. So this is not something that's significant. It's not as bad as last year. In fact, Durant came out of that game much worse than Bam uh, with what's apparently a sprained MCL. Do we have, and the other uh, guy, and we're going to talk about this guy in a second, Kyle Lowry is going to be sitting out the OKC game due to uh, knee soreness that could also be rest because uh, we know that they have been wanting to give Kyle some time off. And Caleb Martin is still out with a quad. This is uh, this has been a while now that he hasn't played. So Haywood Highsmith likely gets the start against OKC. Am I missing anybody here? Dedman was back and available but not playing. Uh, Orlando Robinson did. But and I think Tyler, that's
3: – that? Tyler, he...
0: I just wanted to Tyler. mention –
3: Tyler Hero, because of that last play, it kind of was an ominous way for that to end where Tyler looked like he was hurt. But uh, he's listed as questionable with left Achilles soreness. And um, from everything I've gathered, it sounds like he he escaped um,
0: and he's he's fine. All right, well, that's good. And, and again, when you see that non-contact injury and then you hear Achilles soreness, that's not ideal. But he did talk to the media after the game and he did seem to be fine. We're going to be giving other reports uh, on every podcast now. So check out ericrubenstein.com. All right, let's get to it because Eric Spolcher refers to this as a big four. And Greg, you – we're going to go through the grades, but you did post some numbers today about sort of the the lack of offensive impact of late. So I'm leading into this with those numbers. Uh, Who was next here? Uh, Brady goes first. Grade for Kyle Lowry.
2: I just got to say, you're doing a great job, Ethan, because I like how you're just going forth every time. So you can just play off this – Honestly, I think you should go first for this one specifically. I'm just—I'm kicking this back to you because this feels like necessary.
0: All right, here's where I'm at with this, and we talk about expectations, but there's also um, there's also contractual obligations, and so I, I don't think we can take that out of the equation. Look at this. I'm now—I'm not rapping. Um, I, I'm gonna say—I'm gonna say C minus. And, and I know that, that some of you might expect me to go lower than that, but there was a stretch here for like two or three weeks where he was carrying the heat with some of their undrafted guys. But it's just not working when they're all playing together. It, it's, it's impact. That's, that's what it comes down to, to me. There are too many games where you're like, did Kyle play? Too many quarters where you're like, did Kyle play? And, and defensively, the way they've had to scheme around him on defense so that he doesn't have to match up with the best guards on the other team Greg, you've said this, that what was sold here was that you had a two-way guard. It was going to be a two-way impact guard. That's not really happening right now. And there's no offensive impact in the fourth quarter whatsoever from him of late. I'm saying C-minus. If I was going to go either way, it would have been lower. So now,
2: Brady, go. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that's too harsh, to be honest. I would say C's average. And I think – I was honestly – thinking about going in the C plus region, but it's just, that's too high for me. Even I think I'm landing at a C to be honest. And it's more so uh, I don't feel I'm not even as hard on the offensive stuff. Like I feel like he's been okay in terms of initiating at times, there's been certain things, but the defensive stuff, as you mentioned, is kind of the thing where it just pumps me back down to a C because I just watch the way that, that they go at him and the different things they have to do schematically to put him on power forwards and the point of attack issues have literally lost them games like recent games like they've lost games because of point of attack issues uh and that's why we'll get to depot in a little bit but that's why he's kind of changed some of that up so i think i dropped down to a c just because of defensive stuff and it, obviously you mentioned the two-way stuff was kind of expected and at this stage it's it's problematic especially in that starting line of backward
4: i'm gonna give him a c plus um It's been a down year for Kyle and yeah, he did have that stretch where he was looking pretty good, but that's, that's why I'm starting to feel like, and this is going to be safe for another pod. I'm sure I think it's a bigger picture kind of issue with Kyle when it comes to his role, because we obviously see that when he's on ball a little bit more, he can give you a little bit of that production that I think people want to see when you're just talking about stats, but Jimmy Bam and Tyler. And I said this today on off the floor, um, they eat first and, the diversity in the offense has been, you know, kind of switched this season. And I think a lot of it is built around them. They obviously still look for the threes a lot. And it's kind of like Kyle in the dust when you talk about like his usage and the way that his role plays out. And I disagree that he doesn't work with the best players, but I do agree that he is not like a locked in closer, even though. And and yes, he's your third highest paid player. So that's why I'm giving him a C plus. It's not a good grade. I think he's been good enough in his role, but he has so many like, You know, Leif pointed out today on Off the Floor as well. It's just been a couple straight weeks of kind of disappointing, underwhelming performances, and that's the thing. And I think that's kind of the signs of an older player who can't give you, you know, his highest game every night, and it's the signs of the role that he's in where he's kind of eating fourth behind those guys, and that's just kind of where we're at at this point. I think he can defend, but he's defending – But he's better at defending bigger guys than the guys that he was – you know, that are at his position. So they, they, things are a little bit backwards here. We know that he don't care about positions. So I want to give him some credit for still being a smart defender, still being able to do some things as a helper, but he definitely has regressed there. And so I think C plus is all right.
3: Well, uh, you guys can give him the shiniest, brightest, most cheerful D plus that I could provide because, you know, the last I saw of Kyle Lowry before he arrived in Miami, he was, um, playing in the bubble in the playoffs i think if i remember correctly it was against boston he was with toronto he was getting 30 point games he was having 11 assists um and 10 rebound type stuff and they were playing good basketball um and i know that obviously um he showed a lot of great things last year throughout their entire run and had he not gotten injured i think that they could have done things differently uh there at the end but for what he's being paid for how he's playing particularly recently. I just, and they're also 500. Like there's an element of this. that's a little silly because the entire organization I don't think is giving passing grades for 500 basketball. So like at some point, I don't think anybody maybe should get an a, but in in this case, Kyle Lowry gets
0: a D. I think this is also colored to a certain degree before we move on. Uh, We're going to pair three players together here in a second after the quick break. But I think some of this comes back to that media day thing. I, to me, it, it, I don't know. It set a tone for this season. I'm not saying everybody needs to fall in line with everything that Pat Riley says, because Pat just says stuff sometimes. Uh, but, I mean, we know that. But it's just, it, I don't know. It just it, We've had a sense since that interview, or I've had a sense that just not everybody was on the same page on this team. Like you don't get a lot of that at heat media days, like where, you know, you act like you don't hear Riley's comments and all that. It just I don't know. It just it set a tone for this year that was kind of weird, along with a lot of guys saying they wanted different roles and all that. But it's the Lowry comments that jumped out uh, the most to, to I think a lot of us here on the podcast. He can turn it around in the second half of the season, but I agree it's going to be in a different role. And I think his ultimate grade this year is going to be determined by how he accepts that role because I think for this team to progress, if he's going to be on the roster until the end of the season and into the playoffs, he may have to accept less minutes. He may have to accept playing a little bit differently. And we'll see if he accepts it the way that guys like Warren Dragic and Dwayne Wade did when they were here. And that may mean ultimately a move to the bench. We'll see. Um, I don't know that that's in the works right now. I think Spolcher is going to let this go for a little while, but it may be something that happens in 20 or 25 games or leading up to the playoffs. All right. We're going to get to Caleb, Max, and Gabe, after this, before we do, do want to mention another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, Better Edge. Go to betteredge.com. This is this is legal gambling, peer-to-peer. You're not betting against the book. You're betting against others there. It also means you can find the line you want. It's really a new way to do things, and you also get paid, which is kind of cool. As we know, a lot of those offshore sports books can be a little bit dicey. I was talking to somebody about that today who's never seen their money. Go to betteredge.com with an O in it. Use the code five RSN. That's our product code five. That's number five RSN. You get $20 to play right away. Our guys, Sean Rochester and Tony Schwartz. They run these tournaments every week on the NFL. We're going to do it for the playoffs as well. So go to betteredge.com, Use the code five RSN. This show is sponsored by better help. What's the first thing you do. If you had an extra hour in your day, go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami heat game. I've got a better idea.
1: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See betmgm.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All
0: right, we'll try to be a little bit quicker here with this next group, but let's do them individually. Um And I, I think, all right, so you guys want to put me on the front here to start, and we'll we'll go with that. Uh, Caleb Martin. I'm going to give Caleb uh, a B. Um, and and I, I actually might have leaned B+, but we talk again about availability, not that it's a player's fault, but he hasn't been as available of late. And his play was starting to taper a little bit of late, but I liked the start to his season. I liked the way he accepted what is really an uncomfortable, different kind of role. He is as advertised in terms of what what they signed. Like we talk about living up to contracts and Lowry and we're going to talk about Duncan Robinson and some others. They signed Caleb Martin to a very fair contract and Caleb Martin has played to the contract and he continues to play with effort. He's a good piece on this team. I don't think he's a starting power forward. I don't think he thinks he's a starting power forward, but I'm going to give him a B uh, for the start this season. So you would be next, Greg.
3: Yeah, Caleb Martin gets a B. Max Struess gets a C. Gabe Vincent gets a D. And we move it on to Alex T.
4: Wow, I mean, I don't even know how to follow that. Uh, so I guess I'm doing all three now, even though Ethan- I, I guess that's how we're doing this. So
0: uh, we didn't even get an explanation. Your Max is a, okay. I'll I'll clean this up at the end then. Alex,
4: go. hello. Ethan is like actually writing this down right no, now.
0: No, I am writing it down because people are going to want to know. Go ahead.
4: Because trust me, I'm this is going to get thrown in my face. Go ahead. So for Caleb, I I guess I'm the positive guy here, uh, the sunshine pumper for this podcast, because just uh, this whole episode to me, the way I think this thought exercise is just like relative to expectations, right? So for that, I think Caleb Martin gets a B plus and you could argue even A minus is possible just because I think like for the role he's been thrown into and I'm staying with B plus, but all I'm saying is the role he's been thrown into, I think he's done a great job. And even if the shooting tapers off a little bit, uh, he, he does a really good job plugging up the holes that, that he currently have. We were just talking about the point of attack defense. He's He was doing a lot of that while he was playing. And uh, he has grown and, and honestly could have had a, a down year with the role that he's been put in and has looked, I think, even better than he did towards the end of last year. So uh, I give him a B plus there. Gabe has been very up and down and kind of in and out, I think, B minus – is fair for him because I don't think he's been bad when he's been on the floor. It's just been a little bit more up and down than you would like. I still think he's a steady, stable two way point guard who can plug in. And I still want him to, you know, be a part of the rotation and max. uh, I think B is fine, especially, you know, another guy who's been asked to do too much. I think uh, with the lack of size and with the fact that he's been the main shooter and main spacer, he you know, was taking a lot of threes. Some of them, some of them were like off the dribble. I don't know. It feels like Max has not been in, a, in the optimal position to succeed. And I think he's done about as good a job as you can expect. So B seems fine there.
0: What What did you give Gabe again? I'm sorry, since I'm marking these. B minus. Days. B minus. Okay, so B minus for Gabe, B for Max, B plus for Caleb. I
2: needed you as a right. professor. Brady, go. <laughs> Uh, I'm in a similar range like I I think I put Caleb at a B uh, just because I don't (laughs) I put Jimmy at a B plus and I just I'm kind of putting this relative to the team as well as well as expectations so uh, but Caleb's definitely been at that top range just because I think one of the biggest things uh, that I just wanted to mention was the fact that he's we talk about accepting roles and the fact that he's not a four but he's been very good in that role and he's figured out the offense he's figured out how to space he's figured out how to be utilized he's figured out how to guard opposing point guards while also trying to tape up the back line. Uh so I think in, in terms of expectations he's definitely grown, probably been the best story in terms of growth on this team. So I'd give him a B uh and I agree with I think we all have the same order in terms of of going down the line, but I think Max would be next around a B minus. Uh funny enough like he he had a bad stretch. He had a bad kind of end of November into December, but he had a good start to the season. He's kind of figured it out as of, as of late. And we go back and, and compare this to Duncan, after he kind of started getting main attention, like he started getting a ton of attention. We saw like an even different version of this where he wasn't able to get, even get looks up. Max Struis is just not hitting open looks at times. Like there's nothing schematic that you're worried about here. So I think I'd give him a B minus. Uh, and honestly, I think I'd give Gabe a B minus as well because I was thinking about C plus, C+, but the defensive stuff has been huge. Like I, as much as I just talked about Kyle a second ago about the point of attack being problematic, Gabe's numbers have been very good in terms of, you you may look at the Bears stats offensively and not see a lot, but the stuff he does in the point of attack at end of games, they can close them and feel comfortable. He doesn't demand the ball. Uh, His kind of numbers in general, I think he's below 30%, like barely below 30% on threes this season, but he's comfortable enough to take that catch and shoot three, I guess, if you put him in that corner range. So uh, I think I put both Max and Gabe, uh, who are very similar situations in terms of contracts and, uh, kind of trying to figure out this thing in terms of going into this off season, but I'd give them both B And I give Caleb the edge. At a B. All right,
0: I'm going to go with the same grade for max. And well, no, I'm not going to, I was thinking about it. Um, so I already gave Caleb a B I, I'm going to give max a B minus. Uh, I was close to a C plus here because if you're going to be a designated shooter, you got to make more shots. Uh, that That's kind of where I'm at with it, but I'm going to nudge him up a little because he has been available. Um, And he has had to plug into a couple of different roles. It's B plus to C minus for me. You guys know, I really like Gabe. Like I, you know, I, but I don't, it just hasn't been there this year. Like he's, he's not playing enough to start with. And the defensive stuff is there when he plays, but he hasn't like last year, he had some fourth quarters, like where where he was playing a lot and he was making big shots for them. He hasn't gotten the opportunity as much this year, but there just hasn't been the impact like he needs to play consistent games. So I'm going to go Caleb B, Max B minus. I'm on the edge there. And Gabe C plus just because I'm going to have Max ahead of Gabe because he's played more. Um, but I again, I think overall what we're finding here is we may be grading a little high for a team that's not playing that well. And that's I, I think when we start to look back at these. We're, we're going to realize we maybe have been a little bit too kind. Uh, and it's, it's this interesting podcast that Greg has been. I think overall has had the lowest grades, but we are going to we're going to try to clean this up in a second. We're going to talk about Vic for sure, and we'll talk about Deadman and Duncan uh, and also Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley. But before we do, want to mention water cleanup of Florida. You got a water leak. You can't find where it's coming from. That kind of feels like the heat this season. Also got water, uh, excuse me, mold damage in your home or business. Check out Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356. 24 hours a day, Michael, Robert, and the team prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues. Great thing about these guys, they're based in Boca. They, They service all three counties. But I've had an experience where had an issue and they couldn't solve it and they didn't pretend they could solve it so that they could get the money for it. Okay, they basically referred it somewhere else. And that's the kind of thing that they do. But I can tell you most problems they can solve. Check them out. WCUFL.com. Follow them on Facebook or Instagram at Water Cleanup Florida. And also check out their 70-plus five-star reviews on Google. They're huge Miami Heat fans as well. They basically have a Udonis Haslam shrine in Boca Raton. So check them out. Water Cleanup of Florida. Again, the phone number. This is Michael Cell, i has been doing a lot of work in Fort Myers, helping them rebuild out there. Really good dude. 954-579-0356. All right, let's get to sort of the back end of the rotation, although one of these guys has jumped into the front end of the rotation of late. I'll go last this time. Brady,
2: you're first. Victor Oladipo. Yeah, honestly, I was thinking about going as high as B+, just because of how good he's been. But I'm going to go B just because we've been harping on availability with these guys, and (laughs) Oladipo has played 15 games. So I can't put him in that same uh, realm, but I am giving him a B. Uh, because I, I've been very high on Depot with what we've seen this season. You've seen him actually win them games. Like there have been multiple games he's won them based on latent games defensively. The fact that he's figured out his offensive flow, I think the biggest thing is the fact that you're able to play him with Jimmy at a high level. You're able to play him with Tyler at a high level. Like he's the expectations were, I know, with, between the four of us, were very low heading into this season. We did not expect him to be getting this type of role, especially this early on. And the fact that he's been able to do that and we're able to even have the discussion of can he be in the starting lineup is just says everything toward the season he's having so far. So I give him a B. That might be low compared to what we've seen. But I still the fact that he's playing 15 games so far just kind of breaks that in.
4: I think B is fair. Um, I thought about B or B plus, but uh, I think the availability Point is a valid one and I think he can still do an even better job of getting to the rim more often just when you look at the rim attempts compared to last season it's still uh, I think could be a little bit higher but I, I think everything else just defensively he looks I thought he was good last season defensively throughout the playoffs he looks like he's a step above where he was defensively he looks like when he has it on like he's an all-nba defender And just on an average night, you know, maybe a tier below that. So that's a very, very good defender. And, you know, like as of right now, just for example, he has a 3.2 steals percentage, which is 97 percentile in the league. When you look at his defensive estimated plus minus, he's in the 90th percentile. So obviously it hasn't been that much time yet, but a lot of the things are pointing to him being elite on that end and good for him. The availability is a concern. The shooting is a concern. But I think everything else has been really good for him so far. And he looks pretty quick again. So, B. Yeah, I'll go
3: B-plus with Depot. He started out and it looks shaky on the offensive end. It's kind of like if you look at his uh, stats by month, what he's doing in January in the four games so far, um, shooting 41% from three, uh, obviously these stats are a little in, a little inflated, but 15 a game, four rebounds, four assists and I know those are just the counting stats. I'm just looking quickly. but essentially it's been the two-way stuff that has came together recently that gives the B+ plus for me. Um, but again, we're talking about a, a, a 500 basketball club so we're, we're grading on the on the curve of that the, the, the team has not been good enough to give uh, really great grades for anybody.
0: You know, when I look at Vic, I'm t- I was tempted to go in the A range for one reason, uh, because that guy has worked his ass off to put himself back in this position. And I think he deserves enormous credit for that. But I can't go higher than B because I'm just simply not going to put him above Jimmy Butler. Even though we've talked about the reasons that Jimmy's a B, it's not performance related, but it is availability related. And then you'll say, well, he's played more games than Depot, but the circumstances are different. Okay. The, I mean, Victor Oladipo is coming back from a catastrophic injury that he's had to, to work back from. I am going to say, B, I think this is one that could be in the eight a- minus range by the end of this season. I, I just, I was uh, a little skeptical of, of his recovery. We did a whole podcast about it. But I, I think that uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with his commitment to the program. I, I'm, I'm impressed uh, with the way he's tried to fit in with different types of teammates. He's making things work. He wasn't making work last year. And, you know, that one play yesterday, uh, as we speak here against the Nets, where that snap pass for the touchdown to Jimmy. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it, that you could see where this is going. Okay. That, that they could be really dynamic together. And that's not something I thought was the case last year. And I think Vic deserves a lot of credit for that. Also his chemistry with Tyler has come a long way on the court. I know they have it off the court, but that looks good. I talked to Tyler about that a little bit yesterday. So I'm going to say B just cause I can't go over the Jimmy bar, but I, I, I think he, we could be talking about him in a different light by the end of this season. All right. These two are going to be tough. And I, 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 <laughs> may want to do them together because it feels like they're just contracts at this point. I guess I have to start. Dwayne Dedman and Duncan Robinson. I I mean, Dedman, I give him credit for being out there and working through some things. D minus is as high as I could go. I really, I, I mean, when, when you see the, the the BAM off the floor minutes with Orlando Robinson and what they've been with Dwayne Deadman, and I know that Spolster respects the veterans, and Deadman did play a role here. I've given Deadman credit for what he did here, jumping in here on the sidelines and playing playing really well for them a couple of seasons ago. He was okay last year. He's been unplayable this season. D minus is as high as I can go. Uh, Duncan, I'm going to be a little kinder to because I just think he's been put in a really tough position Uh, you know, he's a shooter who can't get any rhythm because they don't run anything for him anymore. Uh, They, you know, they, they, they've totally abandoned the way they used to play. I think they had to. um, But again, he's still shooting in the low thirties as as a three point specialist. So, and then there's the contract C minus. Can I say that? Because I don't think he's had the fair opportunity this year. Deadman had every opportunity. It didn't work out. So I'm going to say Deadman D minus, uh, Duncan C minus. I guess on this one, it would be Brady who goes next.
2: Yeah, I'll say I'll grade on a curve. I'll give Deadman just a D. I'll give him a little bit of a bump. You're uh, the one
0: that's going to go above me on this?
2: <laughs> I'm going above you on this one. Uh, but I am going to go below you on the next one. And I'm going to go D plus for Duncan just because. Look, like you just, I didn't you not just give I think Lowry and Duncan the same grade like that. Now that feels a little extreme to me, to be well, honest. Well, no, like,
0: see, okay, no, look, look, we're gonna we're gonna get away from the clock on this one because I want to talk. It, it, they're different roles. I mean, Kyle Lowry yeah. is a starting point guard in this team. The balls, whether or not it's in his hands all the time, the ball's been in his hands from the start of the season. He's making twenty eight million dollars. Duncan. Is reliant upon other people. I mean, I, mm-hmm. it's a it's a different deal, and he's relying upon scheme and all that. And he's and for as much as we complain about that contract, and it was a mistake. There's no question about that. Okay, but it, it's still 11 million dollars less than than Lowry. So, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I so I I feel it's fair to give them the same grade. To be honest,
2: I understand the reasoning, and I think the contracts definitely feed into it. But I've, I'm just going to give from my perspective of basketball wise in terms of what we've seen in the terms of impacting actual games this season, I have to give uh, Larry the bump. So I'll give Duncan D plus cause I gave Kyle a C and yeah, I'll give Deadman a D just cause I'm going to grade on a curve here. I can't, I'm not going to fail the guy.
4: Um, I'm going to go D for Deadman. He is unplayable is the right word. Unfortunately, like I think, you know, he seems like a cool guy. And like you said, he was doing a good job before a solid enough job in the role and, Unfortunately, it seems like he's playing through plantar fasciitis, if I remember correctly. So, yes, credit to him. And it's tough to give him such a low grade when he's out there playing through that. But it just is what it is, man. Like they get destroyed in those minutes. He looks slower and it just is what it is. Like, I don't want to just be so down on him, but that that's my grade. Right. I I don't want to go on a rant about Dwayne Dedman. But uh, as far as. As far as Duncan Robinson, I agree with Ethan. it's tough, he hasn't been given a rhythm, and you know, the spell has kind of played around with running stuff for him. So, you know, kind of over the past couple of weeks, obviously that's out now. He's going to be out till what is it February or something like that. So uh, given the times that he's been out there, the shooting hasn't been good enough either. I think C plus for Duncan, maybe a C. That's kind of where I'm at right now. It's just not good enough. And obviously relative to contract makes me put him down a little bit more. Uh, Like it would have been cool if they could uh, feature him a little bit more just off the bench, get him some more shots up. Because otherwise it just feels like he's out there for nothing.
3: Duncan Robinson and Dwayne Dedman both received D minuses. And the only reason that they don't receive Fs is because they are potentially contracts that could be included in a trade at some point to shift this mix here. So that's the only reason they don't get F's D minuses for both of them. And we move on.
0: All right. We're going to move on to the front office and the sidelines here in a second. Before we do, I do want to mention uh, one more sponsor here on the show. Uh, we talk about her all the time. She's, she's Lynette. You can find her at, at insurance by for a aggressive insurance, go to insurance by two ends, two t's in there she can help you get life insurance Uh, she can also help you get renter's insurance but the biggest thing is if you have a bad driving record she's the person for you she also like i said she's on every stream commenting on our post game shows he's a huge heat fan so she has something in common with you and i think she's probably going to think some of my grades are too high here actually but go to insurancebylanette.com for a aggressive insurance eric spolstra uh, who is first this time? Oh, Greg is first. So,
3: Spolster's having a C type of season. I won't go to a C minus. I think that there'll be some fans that will be flooding my DMs and say, Why didn't he get a C minus or even lower? But that's ridiculous. I think part of this is, um, trying to figure out this roster, he's been put at a little bit of a disadvantage. Um, it's unfortunate that I have to say that because it's a lot of uh, the same group that was in the conference final. So, um, but ultimately, there's been too many moments where the team seems disengaged, where you don't see uh, the connectivity you expect from an Eric expolster team, particularly on, on defense. There's even been weird stuff that's happened this year. We've talked about their, they were going to change the way that they play. And that hasn't happened either necessarily. Uh, You know, like that was a big soundbite coming out of training camp was they were going to play faster and it was going to be a transformed roster because Caleb was going to be starting. PJ was out. They don't look faster. They don't look quicker than anybody else. They don't look bigger than anybody else. So ultimately I can't give them anything better than a C.
4: Uh, I'm giving spoby I think it's tough I, I I agree that he was put in disadvantage uh, when it comes to the roster construction and although I don't agree with just about everything I, I think spo has done just about everything that he can do with this roster man like I think when you look at the defensive uh, schemes people get upset because of the switching there was a lot of questions today uh, in our off the floor feed uh, regarding that. and I understand that. I think he's done he's kind of updated that as time has gone by. there's less there's less soft switches. He's thrown in more of the kind of the playoff stuff you'll do, whether it's hedging and recovering, blitzing and is I think willing a little bit more to mix things up in the regular season than maybe you've seen before. and it's because of the position they're in right now, but I don't really blame them for where they're at in the standings. I think maybe we expect a little bit more. I had no expectations that they were going to be fast. Maybe I thought that they were going to be a little bit faster. That has definitely not been the case. What I will give Spo a lot of credit for is although like the, the pace stuff definitely didn't change. And again, the roster is built the way it is. But what they did, what he did do that we wanted to see him do is feature Bam more and get Bam more involved. Now, like it's not like the entire offense is run for Bam to score. It didn't completely change everything to that degree, but he is much more involved. And I think it's much more of an emphasis to get Bam in his rhythm, just as much of it is an emphasis to get others involved. And I'm going to give him credit for that. I think he's done a great job uh, with the way that he's mixed in Tyler with the starters. Obviously you give Tyler credit for that as well, but just, I think he's been creative with the way that he's had to mix it up, given that, you know, throwing Tyler into the starting lineup could have, I think, created some other issues and, The only real issue is that Kyle Lowry is the one getting the mitigated production, but they're all still playing really well together with the starters. And so I don't know how much more Spoke could do. Like, even if I want him to drop a little bit more and things like that, like nitpicky stuff, I still think he's really good at what he does and just not, you know, not sure how much more he could have done.
2: Yeah, I I totally agree. I'm at a B minus and... I'm totally at that point too, where it's like, I don't know what else you want from him. It's same thing. Like if you want to throw in little schematic things and say, do this, do this, it's like, he's doing what he can with this roster with, I know everybody always talks about, we just basically graded out a bunch of undrafted guys. He is dealing with a bunch of undrafted guys to try to put in the right places and figure this out. So I'm at a B minus. I think the reason why there's like one of the downfalls, if, since we're grading the first half of the season, we just graded Dedman at a D and, and he's, he's been getting a decent amount of minutes more like throughout the season where that bumped his grade down a little bit. I know Alex would be, I'm, I'm bumping it down to a minus just because of the amount of those minutes that we've had to see, I guess, where it's like, you don't, are not willing, I guess, to go to this other option. And now we're seeing it. Uh, and as much as I'll just throw this out there, cause I know we're not grading Orlando Robinson. Spo was like really talking him up yesterday, but then he still threw in something that a lot of people weren't talking about was like, until Deadman gets healthy, mm-hmm. and it's like when he does get healthy, or if he does get healthy, does Spo go back to that? That's kind of my question. So in terms of, of midseason, we'll see how he kind of figures out rotation. I think right now he's figured out this rotation when it's healthy. I think he knows the group that he has, uh, but I'm thinking at a B minus for him right now. I'm gonna say C plus, and
0: uh, I was thinking B minus, but here here's why I can't. And it's part of it comes back to a conversation I had with him in the Bahamas. He, he liked this team. Um, He talked a lot about how many options he had. And he also spoke about being unconcerned about the personal ambitions of some of these players. And so what I thought was going to happen was I thought he would make that work quicker. And I do think ultimately, it, I do think he's figured some things out now. I think the grade's going to be better in the second half of the year. But to me, I, I, what has been disappointing about this season, we can talk scheme, we can talk playing Deadman too much. He tends to give veterans the benefit of the doubt, particularly if they've helped the team. We just know that's part of it. Uh, but what, what gets me is, again, the conversations I've had with people who've talked to players and others in the organization have talked about the staleness of it. And to me, that's something that he has typically had a good handle on that before and kind of figured out how to navigate through it. And it ultimately is his responsibility to make it feel fresh, even if the players are not fresh. And so, you know, I don't know why so many guys are missing time this year. I don't know why they look so disconnected coming out of camp. I don't know if there are problems behind the scenes that even, you know, I hear a lot. okay, but even that I don't I haven't heard about that have contributed to this but they just haven't looked like a team that's compete, wants to compete for a championship this year. And ultimately that's what this organization is about. I don't think Eric Spolster would grade himself higher than a C plus this year. So I'm going to give him a C plus with the expectation that usually as you build into February and particularly March, his teams tend to take off, and I think we could be looking at more of a B season for him. I also think he's being graded against himself at this stage. I Last year, he completely overachieved. I thought he did a tremendous job. That team was, I mean, and like I say, it's mostly the same players with the exception of P.J. Tucker, and he got more out of that team than anybody else in the league could have gotten out of it, and now I think he's paying the price for that because the team relied on him to do it again, and he's not. And so I, you know, I don't think that's ultimately all his fault, but I think Eric. I don't think Eric, Eric Spelstra is too much of a perfectionist for his own performance to accept 21 and 20 at the break with a team that was first in the East last year. So I, I'm, I'm going to say C+. Plus. All right. We do want you to support sponsors. We're going to get to the big honcho here in a second. Uh, prize picks. Use that code 5-F-I-V-E. F-I-V-E. Eric Rubenstein.com. You need a personal injury attorney. He's the guy. Water cleanup of Florida. Make sure you check him out. You got any kind of mold, water, any kind of other damage in your place. And also for your other types of uh, issues – car insurance reach out to insurance by Lynette.com and if you're gambling go to betteredge.com use code 5RSN. Pat Riley. do I have to go first on this one? I guess I do. Um, I know that a lot of the fan base who say Pats asleep and all this are going to want to say want me to grade him an F or a D or anything like that and again, he has to be graded against past performance okay of himself. He's being graded against his own legacy. This is not a legacy season. Uh, This is, uh, I've always used this phrase since Pat came, okay? Maybe I wasn't the first, but I'm in one of those users. Pat made basketball matter in this town, okay? And, you know, we're talking about the Dolphins trying to win their first playoff game since December 30th, 2000. I was going to go back and look in those 22 years, how many playoff series the Heat have won, because that's how you compare the apples and oranges there, Okay. How many playoff series it's in the teens or higher, right? Uh, much higher. Okay. So I don't think the pet rally could be satisfied with the performance of this team this year. Now I understand the mitigating circumstances here. Okay. They were holding out. Uh, they wanted to see how the Durant situation played out. Obviously that has worked out better with the nets. Now he's not going anywhere. Uh, Mitchell thing fans have that all wrong. Okay. They did not have the assets to get Mitchell. Ainge wasn't going to deal with them anyway. Um, so that's a moot point. There wasn't a whole lot else out there. The free agent market was garbage. Um, The only player who's been of of players have been of any note in free agents because Jeremy Grant was not a free agent; he was traded. Okay, Jalen Brunson has lived up to expectations and beyond. PJ Tucker got the second biggest contract to move teams. That tells you the free agent market. And I agreed with the decision to sign Caleb Martin over PJ Tucker. I also have a problem criticizing Pat for too much when we know part of it is he's restricted by the damn luxury tax. Okay. So we're not grading ownership here, but this plays into it because they did not want to go into the tax and that created some issues where maybe they would have had a little bit more depth. I don't really care so much about the 15th guy or all that. I agreed with re-signing Udonis. But at a certain point this year, they were, you know, they were a little bit strapped. That would be different with the tax situation. I don't think that's a huge deal. I think the bigger deal is kind of when you're looking uh, big picture at things you can do and you have to worry about the tax hanging over your head. So I understand all that. But this is not a season that Pat Riley would accept. He's not in this to be 21 and 20 at the halfway point. And even if there are mitigating circumstances, ultimately it's on him now to figure this thing out. So his grade to me is incomplete, but I'm not going to cop out that way. Oh my God. I'm not, no, I'm not going to cop out that way. So I'm going to say D plus, uh, because, uh, because I, because I'm going to wait to see what happens because it could be, it, it could shoot way up if they make the right move here in the next month. And we could be talking about something totally different, but I'm not judging Pat Riley against, you know, other GMs we've seen around the league who get pilfered and all the rest of this stuff by other teams, I'm judging him against himself. Okay. And if LeBron James came out and had a season where he averaged 13 points, three rebounds and four assists on 37% shooting. Okay. We would grade him accordingly. Okay. Even if LeBron averaged 21 points on 43% shooting, we would grade him accordingly against himself. Um, This has not been a good product this season. Uh, they, they, there has not been a feel for this team and the fact that it was getting stale. You just went through this after the bubble, the same thing has happened. We kept saying it wasn't going to happen. It has happened. So we deserve a failing grade too, but I'm going to say right now, Pat Riley is a D plus, but I, with the right trade, that could be a B, but, and, but I'm going to have to say D plus for now. So Greg.
3: Yeah. One long, hot summer brings a C minus. And I thought I was going to have the lowest grade. Ethan, you surprised me bringing out the, the D plus for this, but you're right. I mean, not, you just have to look at, it's just one summer and the first half of this season. I, I really want to just continue to um, emphasize that it could quickly change. Like this is one, two transactions away from changing but I think we're at the point where we have to start thinking about it in terms of transactions. I hate to go there, but 27th in rebounding, 29th in points, 26th in three-point shooting, 26th in field goal percentage, 22nd in assists. You're 500. You brought back a team that you felt confident about, that there was almost, um, I would say, uh, there was a feeling as if how dare anyone question what was taking place. Because the same team that uh, got to the conference finals was back, and so when you see these results come in, I just think that we can't, we can't uh, be anything more than you know disappointed, and so that's where the the C minus for me because this changes fast. Like literally, I don't know that it'll be this deadline, but I think this summer um, could dramatically shift all of this. So, C minus.
4: Alex. I'm at a C for Pat. Uh, I was going back and forth between that and C minus. And when you were speaking, Ethan, about the tax part, that was the factor to me that I think led me towards the C. Just because if it's really just over his head, you know, don't get into the tax. And there's only so much you can do. It limits a lot of the moves. We know the context of what happened this summer with KD and Mitchell and how that limited them potentially making a move for a four or for another helpful piece in the meantime. Outside of that and outside of drafting, Nikola Jovic bringing back Caleb you know those moves are cool and good that's fine it's been bad like I I think they were a little bit naive to go into the season with the roster that they have and think that they that they would kind of replicate anywhere near the same level of success rate that they had last season and yeah we all expected them to be better than a you know just above 500 team at this point but still I think like with other teams getting better. And yes, they were, you know, they had their hands tied going after KD and Mitchell and you want them to go for those big swing pieces. So, you know, I, I, I know they tried with that. It's just tough to, you know, come back into the season after having letting, you know, let PJ walked. I know why they did. I know why the hard cap is important, but just to not replace him. And I I think it was a little bit naive. Like other teams got better and you look at a lot of these matchups, they're not good matchups for the heat. And yeah, it it could trade. I mean, it could change with a trade or two in the next month or so, but just the fact that we've got in here, I think is a, is mostly the fault of the roster construction. We talked about it a million times already, just guys having to do a little bit too much over their head and they're trying to replicate something that, you know, like you said, they played a little bit over their head with to win. What was it? 52 games last season, despite all those guys in and out, like, just an incredible season I think it's tough to catch lightning in a bottle like that Uh, not that you know it's now we're almost like bringing back the fluke stuff with the way I'm talking about it right now because it's like not that last season was a fluke it's that you don't have the same roster and if all of it is just based on you know three-point shooting going well for you then yeah like that's masking the issues that are that, that exists on the roster as is, and I think they could have done a better job to address some of that, even after the the, the KD and Donovan stuff that that sweepstakes ended. So C for Pat.
2: Yeah, I'm with Greg. Uh, I'm at a C minus just because. Uh, also, I gave Spo a B minus, and I really have to bump it down a whole grade because I literally just talked about the reason I gave Spo a B minus is because of the roster that he has at hand. Uh, but it, also to Greg's point, this is one of the few grades you can give that can like. Totally shift. Like even if, like, let's say we well, you, you give Lowry a low C and he has a great three week stretch, you're not bumping him up high because you know it can fall off at any point. Pat in the front office can literally make a move and automatically just flip a grade because it's it's, it's sealed, delivered, everything along those lines. That if all he needs is just to make that move, uh, it's tough to I guess to give them mid season grades because yes, we're grading the off season. Yes, there was limited options. But it's like, this is like the practice test. Like the, the real test is coming in February. Like that's the part to grade because th- it's literally to your point, it's incomplete right now. Like you're not grading anything because we didn't expect there to be a move between October and December. We've talked a ton back this off season about the different things they've done. Now it just comes down to this next little stretch. So this is the test. And as Fo likes to say, uh, we have all the answers. We have to see if they have all the answers, I guess, moving forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, to me, it's it is incomplete until the deadline. I probably should have gone C minus here, so I I I I might reevaluate this after the fact. But here here's why it can't be graded much higher, because we just went through this whole thing and we've talked about Bam, okay, Collective A, Jimmy Collective B to B plus, and the only reason it's not higher is availability. Tyler Collective B to A minus, okay. Even, I mean, Kyle's didn't perform particularly well with us, but C down to D plus, right? Okay, so let's move him out. Caleb, B to B plus, which is a guy they they decided to re-sign. So credit to them for that. Max, we have him in that sort of B minus to uh, to, B to, to, to C range, okay? Gabe in the B, okay? And Vic in the B something range. There's a lot of players with reasonably decent grades here, but the team's not performing. So that speaks to one of two things, okay, or both. It speaks to the coaching staff not putting the right pieces together, or it speaks to the roster construction being such that the coach can't put the right pieces together, and my lean is more towards the latter. And I think that's why I agree with all of you that I would give Riley the lower grade than Spolstra, but it just speaks to the fact that they did not – they put a roster together that's simply right now through the first half of the season, whether it's connectivity, whether it's lack of size, whether it's lack of, uh, you know, youth and athleticism on the wings, whatever it is, it's not working. It's just not working. And so ultimately it comes down to this. Pat Riley has been doing this now for what, I mean, roster construction for three decades. Okay. And this is not his best work so far. And you look at it, we can talk about the luxury tax and that is a big part of this but also you got Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson taking up 48, $46 million between them. And you're getting sub bar starting point guard play from one and you're getting nothing from the other. Ultimately that has to come back somewhere. So we hope the grades get better in the second half of the season. Cause then our grades in the podcast will be better. Cause we won't keep repeating the same damn things. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Brady. Thanks to Alex. I know some are not going to like some of the grades both both ways here. But the, my, the stunning part of this podcast is, I believe the lowest cumulative grade given by any of the four of us is Greg Sylvander. So I don't want to hear about any of that uh, sunshine pumping or anything like that. This That's...
3: too shall pass, Ethan.
0: Well, you had the guts to say all this stuff today, so I give you credit for that. All right, we'll be back after the OKC game. Have a good night.
1: Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.